Welcome to Orphan Entertainment, a podcast dedicated to public domain and abandoned media. I'm your host, Christopher, and I'm all by myself this month. This time of year is busy for Liddy and I, so as in the past years, I am going solo to bring you a timely-themed classic radio play. Before I go any further, I want to first thank everyone for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And remind you that Orphan Entertainment is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, if you have the option to do so, rate and review the show. It, it really does help get the show out to more people, and the more listeners we have, the happier we are. If you're a Facebook user, please join the group. This is a great place to find out what we're going to be covering next. And it's an easy place to leave any comments on the films or episodes. We do have a YouTube channel where you can watch many of the films we've covered here on the show. Just go to youtube.com and search for Orphan Entertainment. If you'd like to email us with any comments, suggestions, or feedback on this or any episode, please type or record a message and send it to orphanentertainment at gmail.com. You can find all these links and even listen to our show over on our webpage, orphanedentertainment.com. With that, I'm going to go ahead and play a five-minute mystery and a promo for another podcast. And when I return, you all are invited to spend Thanksgiving with the Aldrich family. Another five-minute mystery. see the point of your investigations, Mr. Nutley. Well, just routine, Mr. Allison, I assure you. Now, you say your partner was found seated here at his desk this morning, dead. Yes, poor George, going at it too strong. I understand Mr. Thompson, the janitor, found him. Is that right, Thompson? Yes, sir. I, I came up here to open up this morning early, as usual. The minute I opened this door, I saw something was wrong. There he was, sprawled out, dead. I uh, notice you have a sprinkler fire system installed across the ceiling. Yes. I suppose it runs through up there and is part of the same fire protection system you have in your office next door? Yes, our chemical business involves a lot of valuable formulas. George and I kept them in our offices and to protect them from fire... I understand. Is that floor lamp, the one over there under that uh, sprinkler there, is that uh, indirect lighting? Yes, lights the room very well. Uh, you mind if I look at the wattage of the bulb? Oh, not at all. Yeah, three-way lamp, 100 watts. Seems to be a spot of something covering up the other two. Paraffin or... Uh, there we are. Uh, 200 and 300 watts. Uh, Mr. Thompson... When you came in that door, was this floor lamp on? And would you say it was on bright? Oh, sure. Uh, that was one of the first things I noticed. Indicating that death took place last night. If it had been daylight, he would have turned it off. And I think I'm satisfied, Mr. Allison. And about time. By the way, you carry fire insurance on the premises here, do you not? Fire insurance with us? Yes, why? While I'm here, I might as well test those sprinklers. Yeah, this piece of newspaper will make a good torch. Just what do you think you're... Now, um, I light the paper with a match, like this, and hold it up to one of these sprinklers. We may get a little wet, but... Stop uh, it, you fool! Do you want to... If the heat from this doesn't put that sprinkler in operation... Let me out of here! Do you want... Look out! In a minute, we'll all be... All right, Mr. Allison. 
I think you've told me what I want to know. I'm swearing out a warrant for your arrest as the murderer of your partner. Do you know what the insurance claims agent has discovered which convinces him that Allison is the murderer of his partner? He'll tell you himself in just a moment, but first... The Flash Pulp Podcast. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly. Now it's three, three, three apocalypses in one. Yeah! Suffering from tough, stuck-on humans? Well, 20 hellish hours of suffocation in the all-encompassing web of Carwick the Spider God will get them right out. Too many brains lying around? The ravenous mouths surrounding zombie-fighting Ruby will quickly clean those up. Nosy neighbors? Infect them with the murder plague and watch as they dissolve into paranoid maniacs bent on the preemptive assassination of their friends and family. Why stop at one end of the world when you can have all three? You can find them all at flashpulp.com or search for them on iTunes. Here's Mr. Nutley to tell you how he worked out the murder of Mr. Allison's partner. Looking up, I noticed on the sprinkler directly above us a thin, dark glaze, which I guessed to be paraffin. Allison, in his own office, had shut off the water. Then he had removed the soft lead cap in that particular sprinkler, replacing the cap with a type of paraffin, and then filled the sprinkler pipes with an odorless gas under great pressure. His partner, working late turned on the lamp which melted the paraffin, allowing the gas to escape. Allison's partner was asphyxiated. He confessed later and was hung for murder. Family was a popular radio situation comedy that was produced from 1939 to 1953. The exploits of the Aldrichs were also depicted in film, television, and comic books. Playwright Clifford Goldsmith created the character Henry Aldrich on Broadway as a minor part in his play What a Life. The play ran for 538 shows from April of 38 until July of 1939. The actor who brought Henry to life on stage was 20-year-old Ezra Stone. This small character became the breakout star and was considered the highlight by many critics. Singer Rudy Valley saw the play and asked Goldsmith to adapt some sketches to radio. The sketches turned into a 39-week run on the Kate Smith Hour in 1938. Ezra Stone continued in the role of Henry. The show's director, Bob Welsh, is credited with the creation of the opening line of Henry? Henry Aldridge? which became one of the well-known signature lines of radio. 
The Aldrich Family became its own show in 1939 and aired on NBC until the summer of 1944. After a brief hiatus, it returned to the air in the fall of 44, but now on CBS. The show would return to NBC for its final years beginning in 1946, and its final show was in April of 1953. The Aldrich Family lived at 117 Elm Street in Centerville, USA. No state is ever mentioned. Henry, along with his friend Homer and an assortment of other friends, attend Central High School. Henry's father Sam is a lawyer, and his mother Alice is a homemaker. His older sister Mary is mentioned to be away at college in some episodes and lives at home with the family and others. Henry Aldrich was a kid growing awkwardly through adolescence, and programs often revolved around Henry's misadventures with friends and girls. In the episode I have for you today, which aired in November 1952, Henry's mother has waited till the last minute to do her Thanksgiving meal shopping, and we find Henry's back against the wall as the bearer of bad news that the local grocer has almost nothing left on her shopping list. The worst of it, there's only one turkey left, and both Mrs. Aldrich and Henry's friend's Homer's mother lay claim to it. So sit back and enjoy the Aldrich family and the Thanksgiving turkey. In just a moment here, the Aldrich family. But first, this is Bob McKenzie. You may never have thought about it, but NBC spells variety and weekday listening, too. There's Bob Hope and Dave Garraway with two of the most entertaining 15 minutes in radio. Welcome Travelers bring you Tommy Bartlett and interviews with visitors to the Windy City, while each weekday evening, John Cameron Swayze gives you a capsule commentary on the sidelights on the news. Yes, day in and week out, your best bet in radio is this station. And now it's the Aldrich family on NBC. It's the Aldrich Family, as transcribed, written by Clifford Goldsmith. One Seventeen Elm Street in Centerville is a house like many other houses, and it might be a very solemn and staid place if there weren't a boy in it. And when that boy is a typical teenager like Henry Aldrich. Well, it's a place where unexpected things are always happening. The scene opens in one of Centerville's grocery stores. The time is afternoon. Hello? 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 Hello, Mother. This is Henry. Who? Henry. Henry Aldridge, your son. Oh, is everything all right, dear? Are you all through at the store? Practically. I just wanted to tell you, though, they're all out of mincemeat, and I've been to two other stores. What's that? They don't have any mincemeat at all? No. Mr. Preston said people shouldn't let their shopping go till the day before Thanksgiving. He said that... Dear, I don't care what he said. It's going to be a blow to your father. But I guess he'll have to be satisfied with pumpkin pie. I know, but they don't have any pumpkins either. Don't they have any canned pumpkin? Oh, canned pumpkin? And Henry, have you picked up the turkey? No, not yet. I haven't been over to that side of the store. Well, dear, you go over there just as soon as you hang up and tell Mr. McGill you want the turkey I ordered three weeks ago. Yes, Mother. Only how about Sage? What about it? Hey, Henry. What do you want, Homer? When you get through with that phone, I want it. What's that, Henry? Mother, I said, what shall I do about Sage? They're all out of it. Henry, they can't be. Mr. Preston said it's a count of the late shopping. Well, dear, you ask Mr. Preston whether he can't fix up Mrs. Aldrich with just a little Sage for her Thanksgiving dinner. 
I'm sure he has some put away somewhere. Listen, Henry, when can I use that phone? You whiz, Homer, can't you see I'm talking to my mother? What's that, Henry? N- nothing, Mother, I'm just talking to Homer. Henry, you aren't fooling around down there with Homer, are you? What's that? It sounds to me like you haven't done any of the shopping I sent you to do. Well, I'm doing the best I can, Mother. Gee whiz, all I've got is two pair of hands. Listen, Henry, I've got to use that phone. Well, please hurry, dear, and don't waste any time with Homer. But, Mother... Goodbye. Goodbye. Boy, Henry, it's about time. Gee whiz, Homer, you have to push a guy right out of the booth. Don't speak to me. Don't say a word. I'm trying to remember five different things to tell my mother. Gee, I gotta get some sage. Number, please. Mm, squash, chestnut, cinnamon. Number, please. There's cinnamon. I mean, uh, operator, just make it plain two, three, two without the cinnamon. May I have your number, please? I told you, two, three, two, Elm. Elm, two, three, two. Gee whiz, now I've forgotten our whole Thanksgiving dinner. Squash, chestnuts, cinnamon... Oh, boy. Squash, chestnuts, cinnamon. Hello? Yeah, listen, Mother, what came after cinnamon? What's that? Who did you want? Isn't this my mother? Well, yes, Homer, it is. Have you got everything for our dinner? Well, the only thing on your list that they've got is breadcrumbs and cleaning powder. Well, did you get them? Well, yes, but it isn't much of a Thanksgiving dinner. What's that? Oh, boy, cranberries. What? I just happen to remember cranberries. That's what came after cinnamon. Well, what about them? I can't get any. Oh, now, Homer, they must have at least a few cranberries. No, they haven't. Henry Aldridge got the last half pound. What's that? Oh, Homer, you aren't wasting your afternoon with Henry Aldridge, are you? No. Only gee whiz, he bought the last cranberries. Well, dear, I don't see how we can have turkey without cranberries. Well, you don't have to worry, Mother. I've got something even better. Oh, that's good. What'd you get? Ketchup. (laughs) Ketchup? To go with turkey? Oh, well, I like it on anything. And so does Father. I know, dear. And it's red. If you pour it on corn kernels, it looks just like cranberries. <laughs> oh, Homer, did you tell Mr. McGill you want our turkey? Well, that's another thing. There's only one. Well, one is all we want. No, I mean one turkey for everybody. And Mr. McGill isn't sure, but he's pretty sure Mrs. Aldridge reserved that. Now, dear, Mrs. Aldridge didn't reserve that turkey any more than I did. I asked Mr. McGill to put it aside for me weeks ago. You did? Yes, now run right over and tell him. Hey, Homer, I gotta use that phone again. Well, just a minute, Henry. Homer, is Henry Aldrich there? Well, yes, Mother. Well, he hasn't got hold of that turkey, has he? Just a minute. Henry, what's in that big bag there? Squash. Now hurry up, Homer. Mother, it's all right. It's squash. Oh, Homer, did you get any squash? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. They don't have the kind you wanted. Look, shall I get the kind Henry got? Dear, get any kind, just so long as your father has a good squash when he sits down with his turkey. (laughs) Okay. Homer, will you let me have that phone? Okay, here. Well, thanks. Hello? Hello? Listen, Homer, why are you handing me your mother? Well, hang her up. What? <laughs> Goodbye, Mother. Boy, will I be glad when Thanksgiving is over. Homer, will you please get your oranges and flour and stuff out of this booth? I'm getting them out, Henry. Listen, where did you get that squash? There aren't any more. There aren't? Henry, I'm getting sick of you taking the last everything in this place. Homer, you gotta keep your eyes open around here. Number, please. Elm 303. Elm 303. Just a minute there, Aldrich. What's that? What do you got there in your hand? A can of pumpkin. It was the last one on the counter. I'll say it was. I've been looking all over for it. For this? That's part of Mrs. Bartlett's order. Now give it to me. Oh, gee whiz. Hello? Hello, Mother. What do you think just happened? Dear, what is it you want now? Well, I was going to ask whether one can of pumpkin would be enough. Well, I guess I could make a pie with one can. Mother, they just took it away from me. What? 
The man said Mrs. Bartlett saw it first. Dear, do you realize tomorrow is Thanksgiving? It sounds to me as though you aren't even trying. Mother, you'll be glad to hear I got a lot of parsley. Parsley? Yeah, there doesn't seem to be much of a demand for that. I took six pounds. <laughs> Henry, do you have our turkey? Oh, yeah, gee whiz. You say you have it? No. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you reminded me. Well, you hurry right over to Mr. McGill and ask him for it. Uh, yes, Mother, I'll go right away. Goodbye. Hey, buddy. Yes, sir? Did you want me? When you took that can of pumpkin, did you pick up a can of cinnamon, too? Cinnamon? No, sir, I haven't even seen any cinnamon. Well, somebody took a can of cinnamon right out of Mrs. Bartlett's order. Hey, Homer. What, Henry? Is Mr. McGill here at the meat counter? Yeah, he's in the back room wrapping... Uh, that is, I mean, he's wrapping something up for me. Okay, I'll wait for him. Oh, he may be in there for quite a while, Henry. Why waste time? Why don't you go over to the other side of the store and do some more shopping? Well, I finally got all mine done, except for one thing. You sure? I mean, why don't you go over and get some cinnamon? They don't have any. Well, sure they have. I just got a can. All I have to buy is something right here for Mr. McGill. Oh, you do? Sure. Hey, Homer, before I forget, have you got your composition written for English? Well, gee whiz, we don't have to have it ready until Monday. Well, I know, but I'm going to do mine tonight. Then I'll have a free mind for the whole weekend. Gee whiz, what's keeping Mr. McGill? I'm going to go back there and look for him. Hey, now, wait a minute, Henry, wait. What for? Uh, well, the composition is supposed to be about uh, what you did on Thanksgiving Day. I know. Well, how are you going to write about what you did on Thanksgiving Day on the day before it? Well, I'm going to do Homer's Eat. I'm going to eat turkey at noon and... Then in the evening, I'm going to have cold turkey, and just before I go to bed, I'm going to have some more turkey. Oh, well, that's nice. It sounds like an interesting composition. Uh, now then, Homer, here you are. A very nice 18 pounds. Uh, thank you, Mr. McGill. Thank you very much. It's the last one. It's so we... long, Henry. Homer, you haven't told me what you're going to do on Thanksgiving Day. Homer? Gee whiz, is he in a hurry? Now then, young man, what can I do for you? Didn't you explain to Mr. McGill that he promised me a turkey? Well, sure, Mother, and he said that he could definitely promise you one. When? The day after tomorrow. Henry, I need a turkey for Thanksgiving, <coughs> not the day after. When Homer took that turkey, did you tell him he was really taking our Thanksgiving dinner? Mother, I didn't have a chance to. He just grabbed it from right under my nose and ran. And Mr. McGill said Homer told him we didn't want the turkey? Well, Mr. McGill said Homer didn't actually say it. He just implied that we didn't. Very well. Henry, here's what I want you to do. You're to go over to the Browns and tell Homer's mother exactly what happened. And demand the turkey? You don't have to demand it, dear. If you just explain things, I'm sure Mrs. Brown will be only too glad to give it to you. She will? Yes, dear. Now start right away. Yes, mother. And hurry right back with it. Yes, mother. Alice? Yes, Sam? Where did you just send Henry? Over to the Browns, dear, to get that turkey. Now, wait a minute, Alice. Dear, I'm sorry. It isn't theirs. It's ours. And we have guests coming. But, Alice, the Browns are old friends of ours. You can't do a thing like that to them. Not at Thanksgiving. And besides, in all fairness, they have an equal right to that turkey. Now, the sensible thing to do is... Whom are you calling? Number, please. Elm 391. Elm 391. Sam, you aren't inviting anyone else for dinner, are you? No, Alice, I'm calling the market. Dear, believe me, they don't have any more turkeys down there. Very well. We'll get something else. Old Hill Market, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, this is Mr. Aldrich. Oh, yes, sir. I'd like to place an order with you. All right, Mr. Aldrich. Now then, I'd like a couple of real nice roasters. What's that? A roasting chicken, say five or six pounds each. But, Mr. Aldrich, where am I going to get... What's that? There isn't a chicken left in the place. Oh. Well, then you'd better make it a couple of good-sized ducks. Personally, I like duck just as well as turkey. 
No ducks, Mr. Aldrich. No ducks. Now, wait a minute. You must have something. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I know, Mr. Aldrich, but it seems like everybody waited till the last minute to do their shopping. My wife and I are having salmon. <laughs> We're having company for dinner. I'll tell you what I can do, Mr. Aldrich. How would you like me to cut up a nice oxtail for you? <laughs> oxtail? What for? For Thanksgiving. It isn't the same as chicken, but it makes a dandy stew and very nourishing. Yeah. Yeah, well, just skip the whole thing. Now, will there be anything else, Mr. Aldrich? No, thank you. I guess you've got everything. Goodbye. Goodbye. Alice. Which did you get, Sam? Chickens or ducks? I've been thinking it over, Alice, and it seems to me you have a perfect right to demand that turkey from the Browns. And, dear, that's exactly what I told Henry to do. Good. But when Henry comes back with it, the thing to do is to call the Browns and insist that they come over here and have Thanksgiving with us. But, Sam, that turkey isn't large enough for all of their guests and our guests, too. Oh. Well, that's too bad. I hate to see the Browns go without... Yeah, I'll answer. Well, of course, if we serve plenty of muffins and yams, we might be able to stretch it. Hello. Is this you, Father? Yes, Henry. Where are you? I'm downtown. Well, hurry on home. Don't dawdle with that turkey. Father, I'm dawdling without the turkey. What? They wouldn't give it to me. Mr. Brown said they bought and paid for the turkey, and that's all there was to it. Oh, he did. Father, isn't there any other place to get a turkey? I'm not interested in any other turkey. We're going to have that one the Browns have, and we're going to eat it tomorrow. Alone. They're not invited. You want me to go back and tell them? No, I'll take care of it. Father, I'm going to go back to see Homer anyhow. Never mind that, Henry. You come right home. My father. Henry. Yes, sir. I'll be right there. Alice. Yes, Sam. What's the matter? I have tried to be patient. I have tried to be considerate. Now I am going to do something. What? Here, Alice. Take this phone. I want you to call the Browns and demand our turkey. <laughs> Is that what she said, Elizabeth? Yes, Will. Why, in all the years I've known Alice Aldrich, I've never heard her talk that way to anyone. All right. All right. If they want to make an issue of the turkey, it's all right with me. Mother, I'll be back in a little while. Homer, where are you going? Just over to Henry's. It isn't so late, Mother. Homer, let's get this straight. You're not to have anything to do with Henry Aldrich. Not ever? Not until we've eaten that turkey. <laughs> and if he wants to speak to you, that's his loss. Yeah, but look, I've got to write a composition, and I need a little advice about Thanksgiving. Well, you won't get it over there. I don't think the Aldriches are celebrating Thanksgiving this year. Well, can't one of you answer that phone? Now, Elizabeth, don't touch it. It's probably Sam Aldrich calling to pick a fight with me about that turkey. Well, now, Will, the least you can do is talk to him. Even if he loses his temper, you don't have to lose yours. Elizabeth, I'm just going to sit here absolutely calm. Father, would you be willing to help me with my composition? What's your problem? Well, I have to compare what the Pilgrims did on their first Thanksgiving with what I did tomorrow. Well, for one thing, you can point at uh, what you did tomorrow. Yes, sir. What did you do tomorrow? What's that? Homer, what are we talking about? Well, I think you should at least go to the phone and tell Sam you're not going to give him that turkey. He'll find out soon enough, Elizabeth. He'll find out. He's found out already. Well, I... What's that? It's the front door. And I'm not going to sit here and just hear bells ringing. I'll go to the door. I'm willing to do that. Uh, let me know who it is. The same here, Father. Hello there, Will. Well, well, Sam Aldrich, aren't you, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> won't you come in? No, thanks, Will. Uh, Mr. Brown, is Homer here? Uh, now, Henry, you stay right here on the steps where you are. Don't bother the Browns. Oh, uh, Henry's no bother. Is there something I can do for you, Sam? Will... I don't know what this is all about, but I take it that Alice lost her temper when she phoned your wife a few minutes ago. 
Just between ourselves, Will, women have a tendency to exaggerate the importance of things. You're right, Sam. I tried to reason with Elizabeth. I'm afraid she went a little overboard herself. When you get right down to it, there isn't any turkey in the world worth sacrificing our friendship over. No, no, of course not. And Alice will be the first to admit the same thing. That's just the way Elizabeth feels. So, I just wanted to tell you to enjoy the turkey and have a fine Thanksgiving. Uh, Now, wait a second, Sam. The fact is, I was just going to start for your house with that turkey. No, no, Will, no, no. Just forget the whole thing. No, Sam, I mean it. Now, wait right there. Gee whiz, Father, is Mr. Brown really going to give us the turkey? Henry, if he brings the turkey out here, we're not going to take it. Why not? Well, don't you think I have any pride? I never got down on my knees for a turkey before. And then... hey, here you are, Sam. It's all wrapped and everything. Oh, no, no, Will. No, 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 Will. Where are you going with that turkey? Be quiet, Elizabeth. Here, Sam. <laughs> oh, no, Will. I wouldn't think of it. You keep it and have a nice dinner tomorrow. Now, Sam, there's no use in your going down those steps without this. Here, Henry, you take it. Shall I, Father? Uh, No, Henry, come along. Sam! There's no use following us, Will. It's your turkey. No, Sam, it's yours. I'm putting it right here on the front walk. All right, Will, if you want to leave it there, it's all right with me. There it is on the sidewalk, Sam. I'm going back in the house. And Henry and I are going down the street. Father, hey, Father. What's the matter? Look at those three dogs coming. What's that? Hey, hey, get away from there. Scott. Jewish, look. One of them took it. Uh, What's that? He took it. (laughs) To come back here. (laughs) Well, Will, that was certainly a foolish thing for you to do. What do you mean, for me to do? What did you leave it there for? I left it. I left it. You put it down there yourself. Well, why didn't you pick it up? Why should I? It's your turkey, Will. If you want it, you go get it. Come on, Henry. We've got other things to do. But she whiz, Father. Well, of all... Uh, of all... What's the matter, Father? Come on, Homer. We've got to chase a dog. <laughs> a dog, Father? For Thanksgiving? <laughs> We'll return to the Aldrich family in just a moment. Now, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's one sure bet that tonight's Phil Harris Alice Faye show will deliver a full half hour's worth of family comedy. And right after the Harris Faye show on most of these NBC stations, Theater Guild on the Air will bring you Basil Rathbone, Alan Webb, and Margaret Phillips in the radio version of the Broadway hit The Winslow Boy. And then there's Adventure with a pair of NBC programs as Jack Webb stars in this week's Dragnet story from the files of the Los Angeles Police Force, while William Gargan will be on hand in the title role of Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. So stay tuned to this NBC station and listen for the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show, Theater Guild on the Air, Dragnet, and Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. The Browns had somehow got a turkey from the meat market that had been reserved for Mrs. Aldrich. And then while Mr. Aldrich and Mr. Brown were each trying to outdo the other with politeness over the bird, a stray dog ran off with it. The scene opens in the basement of the Elm Street Church. The time is that same evening. Step right in, folks. Step right in. The auction's going to begin shortly. Uh, Hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Mr. Aldridge. Hi, Henry. Hello. Has the bidding started yet? No, we'll be starting pretty soon. 
Pretty nice turkey. Uh, nicest bird you ever saw. 25-pounder. Come on, Henry. Step right in, folks. The auction will begin shortly. Gee, Father, I just happened to remember something. You know that darn dog that stole our turkey? Mr. Brown's turkey. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I think his name is Dodo, and he belongs to that family that lives down on the corner of Maine and Elm. Where? You know, where the fence is broken down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the family Will Brown's always complaining about. They got about 15 children. Yeah, and two dogs for every child. Pardon me, Mr. Aldrich. I want to get right up here in front. Oh, hello, Mrs. Brown. Well, now, folks. Folks, we're auctioning off just one turkey tonight, but it sure is a beauty. They say it's a direct descendant of the first turkey the pilgrims ate. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Will Brown. Hi, Homer. Hi. We aren't late, are we? You haven't sold a turkey yet, have you? No, sir, but we're going to start right away. Uh, come on, Homer. Let's get over here to one side. Boy, am I tired. Uh, does this tear in my pants show? What tear? When that dog tripped me. <laughs> well, it doesn't show too much if you don't bend down. Homer, why couldn't you have remembered this auction before I tried to climb that fence? Friends, here she is. It's all for charity, a worthy cause. Bid freely and generously. You may be sure good use will be made of the money. Now, what am I offered for this beautiful turkey? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen I bid. That's an insult to this beautiful bird. I wouldn't be surprised to see her get up and walk off in a huff. Uh, who'll make it eighteen? Twenty. Twenty I have. Why, the drumsticks are worth that. Uh, twenty-five. Now, now it's twenty-five. Now it's twenty-five. Thirty. Now it's thirty. Now we're going. I have thirty bid. Father, aren't you going to bid? Thirty dollars and fifty cents. No, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown. I'm only taking dollar bids on this. It's all for charity. All right, then. Make it 30, thirty-one. Thirty-one what, Father? Thirty-one what? Dollars, I'm afraid. Uh, thirty-one. Thirty-one it is. Who'll make it thirty-two? Thirty-three. I, I mean, thirty-two. No, I heard you the first time, lady. Thirty-three, you made it, and thank you. Thirty-five. Thirty-five on bid. Thirty-five. Well, Homer, I guess that lets us out. Thirty-five I have from Mr. Aldrich. Who'll make it 40? Homer, did he say Aldrich? Oh, gee whiz. Who'll make it 40? 45. 45 on bid. 45. That'll show Sam Aldrich. 45 is 50. 55. Gee whiz, Father. Keep quiet, Homer. 55 on bid. 55. Who'll make it 60? 60. Thank you, Mr. Brown. You raised your own bid. Thank you. Seventy twice? Father, suppose Mother hears about this. Seventy twice to a him or... Uh, what did he say, Homer? I don't want to make another mistake. Do I hear more? Father, I'd like to... Uh, t- now listen, Homer, for the last time, be quiet. Sold for seventy dollars to Samuel Aldrich. To who? That's a fine thing. And, Homer, it's all your fault. Mine? Well, how are you, Will? How are you, Sam? Uh, Mr. Aldrich, if you'll step up here and pay your $70... All right, I'll be happy to. Bye, Homer. Bye, Henry. Mr. Aldrich, I want you to know this turkey is going to be wrapped and sent to one of the most deserving families in town. What's that? And presented, of course, with the compliments of the whole Aldrich family. (laughs) What? Oh, boy. Come here, Dodo. Nice doggy, Dodo. Won't he give you the turkey, Papa? Dodo, give Papa the turkey. Junior, keep away. Do you want to frighten him? Here, Dodo. Give me that turkey. That's a nasty turkey, Dodo. You won't like it. Papa, where do you suppose he got it? Natalie, will you stand back and all the rest of you keep back? All right, stand back, everybody, and let Papa get the turkey. Now, Dodo, for the last time. I want that turkey. We need that turkey. We haven't had a turkey dinner in this house in years. Daddy got it! 
turkey. Look at it. Look at it. Where do you suppose Dodo found that turkey, Papa? Uh, well, I don't believe in looking a gift dog in the mouth. And besides, Dodo knows a lot of people in this town. It, is that the front door? Yes, Papa. It is? Now, look, Junior, take this turkey and go into the kitchen with it. All right. It's our turkey now. Good evening, Mr. Foley. I've got a surprise for you. Uh, what's that, Mr. Johnson? Uh, here you are. It's partly from the Elm Street Church and partly from Sam Aldridge. Well, what's this, a turkey? A 25-pounder and all the trimmings to go with it. Oh, Papa! Oh, Gee whiz, another turkey! Happy Just a minute, Alice, and I'll turn the light out. Don't forget to open the window before you get into bed. Mother. Yes, Henry, come in. Mother, I hate to bother you, but could you look over this composition for spelling? Not tonight, dear, but leave it here. I'll go over it in the morning. All right, and thanks. Good night, Henry. Good night. Good night, dear. You know, Alice, I've been thinking it over. You've been thinking what over, Sam? I don't see any reason why we should ask the Browns over for dinner tomorrow. To be quite frank, dear, I agree with you. I'll admit we've been good friends, but... After the way Will acted today... And I didn't like Elizabeth's attitude. So we might just as well... Dear, how do you spell Pocahontas? What's that? I guess Henry spelled it right. Anyway, I don't see any point in having guests here for a dinner of cranberries and chestnuts. But, dear, I told you we're also having corned beef hash. Hash. Of course, I know it isn't turkey, but... Sam, how do you spell Pocahontas? Pocahontas? There's no K in it, is there? (laughs) That may be in the original Indian spelling. Sam, listen to this. Listen to what? What I did on Thanksgiving by Henry W. Aldrich. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Yes, dear, but stop interrupting. This year, the same as last year, we did the same old stuff that we did every other year. (laughs) To begin with, our dinner consisted of turkey. Only he scratched that out and wrote chicken. Yeah? Where does he think he's going to eat chicken? Then he scratched that out and just left it blank. Oh. (laughs) After we finished this hearty meal, we felt very stuffed and all sat around and talked about the price of things and the weather and business and stuff like that. Back in the old days, however, it was much more interesting. Then there wasn't much food for anybody, and the pilgrims had to shoot turkeys just like Indians. Pocahontas was one Indian, for example, but she was a good Indian. Mincemeat, in those days, they didn't have at that time, nor things like sage, because no more ships came in that year. When you once got some food, you had to hang on to it for dear life, because almost anybody might steal it, usually a wolf. There were no stores to buy things, so if a wolf took your turkey and stuff, you were out of luck. Let let me see that eye. But it was because of all this that the Pilgrim Fathers, from whom we are all sprung, celebrated their first Thanksgiving and bowed their heads when they sat down over what was in many cases just plain cornmeal mush, which is something that even my mother has never gotten me to like as much as I admire the Pilgrims for the other things they did. But even cornmeal mush is all right, I guess, as long as they had neighbors to share it. Because, as my father says, when it comes to thanksgiving, it's the spirit and not the stuffing that counts. Hmm. 
Father, Homer's on the phone. His folks say if we could bring over a few eggs, they have some cornmeal to make cornmeal muffins, and won't we come over for dinner tomorrow? What do you mean, won't we come over? You tell them to pack up their cornmeal and come over here. I can ask them. Yes, dear, and tell Mrs. Brown if she has any cinnamon to please bring it. I'm going to make applesauce. Fight communism by joining the crusade for freedom, the independent movement of the American people which supports Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia. These two networks are shattering the isolation which the Kremlin has imposed on its slave states. As a private enterprise, they can hit hard and expose the falseness of the communist line. They can spike the hate and lie campaign of the Soviets against the free world. So, help build more transmitters for Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. so, dear. Well, look, Mr. Foley's dog, Dodo, is out in the front yard. Yes, Henry. And Homer and I are going to take him and do a little hunting. Hunting, dear? Just around the neighborhood and see what we can dig up. Aldridge Family is transcribed as written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Jack Grimes. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with the Aldridge Family. Good night, everybody. Tonight, it's the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show on NBC. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. To our U.S. listeners, have an enjoyable and safe Thanksgiving. Lydia and I will return with a new film discussion in December. Until then, bye. <laughs>